So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locked to make the playoffs, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game the team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. As a Nets fan, I think it's a pretty good bet to make to put to use them as your team, but that's just me. That's 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. This offer, I got to tell you guys, man, that you can't pass up on this type of opportunity. This year, teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to New York. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of Mind Mind Podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! Devils fans, it is once again your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast, right here exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place as always to get the most up-to-date news going on about your New Jersey Devils. And yes, there is some news that we must discuss here, because I'm literally recording this at 9 o'clock 
on Wednesday, April 7, 2021, and about an hour or so ago, because the devils like to do this to me, I had a completely different script about what I was going to talk about. And now, not only do I have a completely different script after that, I actually have a guest with me. Joining me is somebody who has been on the podcast before. You know her very well, especially if you're an Islanders fan. It is Kim Moisa, a.k.a. Isles Girl 3. Kim, what is going on? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm pumped. (laughs) Yes, and we will explain why she is pumped in just a moment, because at 7.52 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's exactly when we found out, the New Jersey Devils announced, well, also the Islanders did as well, um, announced that they had made a trade. So I was like, okay, what did we do? And it had to be Paul Mary because obviously he'd been kept out the last two games. And I'm, and I'm like, because I saw someone say, waived is no trade clause. So I went, Toronto? Because I was thinking like, yeah, it must be a Canadian team. But oh no, this is the official trade. The Devils have acquired A.J. Greer, Mason, I want to say it's Jobst, Jobs, Jobs, a 2021 first round pick, a 2022 conditional fourth round pick in exchange for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. Yes, Travis Zajac. I am not making this up. He actually waived his no trade clause. He had a complete no trade clause. He waived it so that he could be traded which is kind of funny because he could have done this last year since the Islanders wanted him last year. And he said, no. So I don't really know what the difference is, but a lot can change in a year. But I thought it was only fitting to have Kim join us here on the podcast. This was not expected, not expected at all. I thought I was going to have a nice little rant about our disappointing game on Tuesday against Buffalo. And guys, we'll get into that. In a little bit. And we have a lot of prospect stuff to go over, too, because um, a lot of our prospects are doing well. And they're going to have to keep doing well since we have open spots now. Um, but, Kim, let's just start with this. What was your initial reaction when you got the news that this trade happened? So my initial reaction, I, I, I'm not even I had just come home from school. I had just walked through the door. And my brother goes, we made a trade. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> And I was like, was it Palmieri or Hall? That was my first question. Is it Palmieri or is it Hall? Because I was like, I know we were in the race for both of them. And he goes, it was Palmieri. And honestly, a lot of people wanted Taylor Hall. I wanted uh, Kyle Palmieri. I'm going to tell you why. Kyle Palmieri to me was very Anders Lee in style. He's a guy who knows how to crash the net. I've seen um, his his most recent goal the other day. I believe it was on March 10th, uh, March 10th uh, or some somewhere in March. But um, great. The Devils were in the reverse retros, uh, shot yeah. towards the net, and it was Kyle Palmieri who was there at the crease ready to, you know, shovel it in. And yeah. we needed a guy like that since we've lost Anders Lee. Anders Lee was that guy to stay in front of the crease, crash the net. And although both don't have that skating ability, I feel like you put that with Matthew Barzell, who knows the, that guy in that play style. Yep. He's going to be such a great addition to the team. I'm excited. I really do see him as a first-line uh, play uh, winger with Matthew Barzell and uh, Jordan Everly getting into the Travis Zajac part, I was like, hey, to what? <laughs> you know, I think you and I, both of our lives, no, Zajac, when you hear the name Zajac, you think devils. And so right. when I thought he right. moved, his, like he waved his no trade clause, I was like, he did not. Like, it's so weird to me as an Islanders fan to see players that 
want to be traded to this team that see that we have something going on here. Uh, yeah. uh, could have been that maybe Zajac still had a little bit of faith in the Devils that they could have picked it up this upcoming year. But uh, but the Islanders weren't as secure as they are now, especially yeah. with the acquisition of JG Pajot and everything like that. You've really started to see us meld. You see our position in the league tied with the Washington Capitals in first place. I think it was he's Zajac's 35. I think he's going, this is now or never. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Here's the thing. You know, you shit on Zajac, but I am excited because nothing to me is worse than the old Komarov. And you can... You oh, yeah. Well, we, we've talked about that. Zajac is by far a massive upgrade over Leo Komarov. There's absolutely. no question. Absolutely. And you know what? You kick it. You kick Leo Komarov off the off the freaking roster, please. And you you shove him on that third line. You put him as a uh, winger that yep. Pajot has been desperately needing. Someone you know who's a veteran who knows hockey. It's not Pajot trying to lift up the um the the young kids like Wallstrom, like Bellows, yeah. Like, even like somewhat like Dal Cole. It's not, and now he's going to have someone who's solid, who's proved himself in this NHL that's going to be playing with him along with Wallstrom, who's been showing up a little bit. And I really think that will be just that much more depth through our team and that he can add so much. He's a great defensive uh, forward as well, too. And that's a great Barry Trotz trait. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of that from Zajac. And I'm curious to see how he will meld with the team as well. But Palmieri, I really did believe he is was going to be the best fit for the New York Islanders. I'm stoked he's coming here. He's stoked he's coming here. Did you see his quote from about the trade? No, but you could tell me right now. So I can like, be in pain. Me, I can tell you in verbatim. Go ahead. Kyle, he goes, basically, he said this. Um, Kyle Palmieri says, when I kind of heard about the Isles to be an option, I couldn't have been more excited. As the days were on here, there was a little bit of anxiety in terms of waiting for that call. I got the call tonight, and it was difficult to contain the excitement. Yeah, don't goes, blame I think the opportunity to go and be a part of a team that has a chance to do something special is something every player wants, and that's all you can ask for. And you know what Travis Zajac said similar. He goes, Zajac says this, let me start off by saying I'm extremely excited for this opportunity at this point in my career where I'm at. I wanted a chance to win. And I just believe this is a team that has all the aspects of winning. Yep. That, see, look, and I'm speaking obviously from the devil's perspective. Um, we're all disappointed uh, from the Kyle Palmieri perspective in, in more or less because when the devils acquired him five years ago, he immediately became our best goal scorer. And he's a Jersey guy. He's, he was born and raised in New Jersey, and he wanted to play for the Devil. He, yeah, he was – well, no, actually, I think he was born in New York. I think he, he grew was, up in New he Jersey. was on Long Island. He has a second home here. He has right. family in Hopog and Colmac. So, but he still has Jersey roots, and that was what was oh, important definitely. Oh, definitely. to a lot of us. It's, it was just a – you knew that this was coming because last year the Devils could have traded him, and they didn't. So you kind of thought that, okay, maybe – we see him as a long-term part of this team. But as this season wore on, and it was clearly obvious we were not going to make the playoffs, we're clearly doing the youth movement, and we're not, and he's not playing well for us because of whatever reason, COVID, system, whatever. Um, you kind of figured that this was going to happen. And then obviously, a couple of days ago, he is a healthy scratch for precautionary reasons. So I was like, okay, now we just got to find out who it is. And I and I agree with you that. Kyle Palmieri is a perfect addition to the New York Islanders. He works hard. He goes into those dirty areas. He's a good two-way forward. He is a leader. 
He will continue to do that. And he just gives another veteran voice to this team. And he has, he has some good playoff experience. I mean, he had some playoff experience with Anaheim and he obviously had the one year with New Jersey in 17, 18. So it's good. And then talking about Zajac. Yeah, no, that blew me out the water because again, Zajac has a full no trade clause and he had the opportunity to go to the Islanders last year and didn't take it. So for him to then decide and maybe because the, he feels the Islanders are closer than they were last year. I do believe that's the reason, but I think another reason Zajac was thrown into a mix. Uh, I think there's two reasons. Um, so here's the thing is when I saw that the Islanders gave up a first, I was like, damn, a first? Yeah. But there's two reasons why I think that, I think what happened was, number one, it's partly, I think, because of the 50% retainment of the salary. I think mm -hmm. that's it. But also I think New Jersey was trying to do a Buffalo Sabres and say, we'll give you Paul Mary for a first. And Lou said, no, you got to give me more. If you're going to get a first from us, plus these like young guys, yeah. we're, we want more. And yeah. I think that's what happened. They said, you know what? Fine. Well, what about Zajac? And like, obviously they talked to Zajac. He approved it. And then I think that's how Lou said, you know what? Okay. That's you a know, good point. Give you a first for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, we just saw uh, Pierre Lebrun actually tweeted it out. He said, basically, the Devils' best offer was a second and a fourth, and I think it actually ended up being from the Islanders. Um, I know Boston came in with a last-second offer. Um, I don't think – because, again, we had talked about on the, on, the episode, on the podcast before that maybe Jake DeBrusque would have been involved in a Palmieri deal if we had traded yeah. Palmieri to Boston. They said that at the end it was Boston and Toronto that were the top – other two i don't think that boston ended up offering jacob debrusque at all and i think if they did this is my opinion i think if they did in a deal i think the devils would have taken it because he's still a young guy and he could play right away with us um and he's also a defenseman which we need help on the defense so it makes sense um i think honestly when you look at this deal as much as devils fans may not fully agree i think this was the best offer we could get from literally anybody for both sides Paul Mary was not going to go to Canada. I'm pretty sure in his 18 no trade clause, all seven Canadian teams were involved in that. I'm pretty positive of that. At Toronto, to be honest with you, they weren't going to really give us anything that probably we were going to we were going to be happy with. They don't really have picks. They don't really have anybody in their farm system that is like, okay, we definitely need to get this guy. So I mean, I think that it would have been if you want to go tier, it's probably going to be Islanders, Boston, and then Toronto. Um. So when you know, so now that this deal happens, I think Devils fans can feel better about the rest of the season because now we don't have to worry about that. It'll be interesting to see between now and Monday at three if the Devils make more moves. I expect them to trade probably Kulikov, maybe Ryan Murray to get you know picks for UFAs depending on what we decide to do. But the thing that I want to give Tom Fitzgerald credit for is that he got a first round pick out of it. He did have to include Zajac, but that's okay because look. First of all, this is how, this is something Devils fans have been very critical of me for saying, but I'm just going to be honest. I don't think either one of these guys wanted to be here anymore. I don't think that they want to be here anymore because I think that they don't want to go through the rebuilding process again. They went through it for four or five years. It didn't work out. And now we're back to square zero again. So I think for them, they see this opportunity. And Palmer looks at it and says, well, I'm going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. I can make a run like Blake Coleman did last year and maybe go win a cup. And say, Jack, I believe this is also the last year of his contract. Or I think he has one year after this, I want to say. It was something like that. Anyway, he's like, I'm 35, like you mentioned, Kim. I don't have many more, more opportunities left, so maybe I can come here. And look, for both of them, they don't really have to move. 
at all. I honestly don't think Andy Green moved away from where he, he was living when he was with the Devils. I honestly don't, because I don't think he asked to. Um, but it is really weird that in the span of a year and a half, a year and a half, and as Kim is showing me the contract, um, he's a strict, okay, he's, he he's is a UFA. In the 2021. That's what I thought. Um, I don't think Zajac is going to retire after this season. I think he will try to continue to play. I don't think the Devils will try to bring him back because, to be honest with you, once you kind of make a move for somebody like that, it's kind of obvious. I mean, look what the Islanders did when they, when we traded Andy Green last year to the Islanders. They brought him back. Why? Because they like him. I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders tried to keep Zajac after this year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them as a fourth line. If we have the cap space. If you have the cap space, which. Here's the um, thing. I don't see that happening. I'm going to tell you now. I don't see it happening. I think Winnipeg would be a good spot because that's where, that's where he's from. So I think if Winnipeg came in the door, they would, they, he would go. It's not going to happen. Like uh, Islanders have so many UFAs at the end of the season that we need to concentrate on. Uh, we have so we have Sorokin, we have Sizikis. Um, God, mm-hmm. my mind is blanking right now. But we have so many important yeah. uh, players at the end of the season that we need to resign. As yeah. well as you got to remember, we don't have Andrews Lee's contract right now because he's on LTIR. So that's where we're gaining this money to like squeeze these guys in to make a playoff run. So it's kind of like. I, I, as much as I love them and I'm excited for this run, I don't see them staying long-term, which kind of sucks, but Hey, the only thing I could possibly see is maybe if Palmieri signs cheap, maybe we keep Palmieri. I don't think the, the only reason why I don't see Palmieri signing cheap is because this was the whole argument between Palmieri's agents and Tom Fitzgerald. It was clearly about money. It had nothing to do with term. And I think that Palmieri's agents wanted more average annual value for Palmieri in his next contract and the Devils didn't want to move. So I can't see Palmieri then all of a sudden deciding, unless there's a specific reason like Taylor Hall for some reason going to Buffalo, um, where he just takes less money to, to play somewhere. Um, but again, uh, you know, we still have the flat cap, so it's going to be difficult for Palmieri to get a lot of good offers. I expect him in his next contract, it's going to be a three-year deal at the max somewhere. I don't know where, somewhere. But this is kind of like, like I said, Devils fans, we all expected this. We knew this was coming. It sucks because Palmieri has been here long-term. Same thing with Zajac. And what's really weird about it is that if you think about it, in the span of a year in change, the Islanders now have Corey Schneider, Andy Green, Kyle Palmieri, Travis Zajac, and I feel like I'm forgetting someone else. That might be it. Um, (laughs) So apparently they just like our, well, Lou Lamorello likes our whole. Lou. It's Lou. You know, he goes after his voice. <laughs> well, he traded for Corey Schneider. So there's that. He drafted Travis Zajac. Uh, he drafted it. Well, Andy Green was an, under, was an undrafted free agent. He brought Andy Green in and he was involved in the Kyle Palmieri trade. So it just makes sense. We like to do the Islanders a favor every now and then. As well, we like to do the thing too. As you guys know, we were also up for Taylor Hall. And this is where I really want to see is what the final price for Taylor Hall will be. And I'm going to tell you right now. I hope it's not a first-round pick because he ain't Darren, worth that. Darren Dreger tweeted out that the Buffalo Sabres are still looking for a first and a prospect for Taylor Hall. They're not going to get that. Your face right now. I went, hell no. They're I went, not going to get no. that. No, because nobody uh, is going to get that up. Because no. Taylor Hall is having 
his worst season, not even arguably, Taylor Hall is having his worst season of his career. There is no Honestly, question. You can attribute that to Buffalo, but on, I just don't see that for Taylor Hall. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the team he's on. I know Buffalo is desperate to try to get something to pick this team up from the bottom of the, you know, the trench. But honestly, you're not going to see that from the out. There's no way we're going to give up uh, Bellows or Wal hell no, not Wallstrom or like someone like that. <sighs> like, that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. going to happen. Lou went for what was the best damn deal. And that's why I'd love him as a GM. He said, I have Kyle, Pal you know, Palmieri and Hall. These are two, you know, at least, you know, decent players who have proved themselves in the past. Yep. Um, obviously he's closer with Taylor Hall. And you know what? We have connections for both. The Islanders have obviously Andy Green, Corey Schneider, and that, you know, coming to the Islanders. So, you know, they'll feel more at home. Well, also Taylor Hall has a connection to Jordan Eberle because they both play together in on the Edmonton Oilers. So yep. we also had that thing going, but here's the thing. Lou saw that price and he went, and no, I'm here to win a damn cup. And so, you know what? I'd rather that first go yeah. to your devils and have that trade we just had. You take our, you know, minor leaguers. Um, also with this draft, obviously with everything with COVID, we don't know what's going on with it. We, we have the expansion draft as well. The Islanders have had so many first round picks and, you know, and, and here and there and going, you know what? I'm curious to see with this draft. Honestly, I think since we don't know, I feel like that gives us more of a chance in the second round with like two second round picks to still draft well. So I'm not even that upset with giving up that first because honestly, I still think we have a good chance to draft well because scouts and things don't really know about this new draft class coming in. That's a very good point. Um, look, this is another one of those years in the draft where we don't even know who's going to be the first overall pick. It could be four or five different players. It could be Brand Clark. It could be Luke Hughes. It could be somebody completely different. So we don't know. Um, I think the Devils now own the Islanders' first and second round picks for this upcoming draft, if my memory is correct. I'm on not that. sure about the second. I'll have to relook, but I think the second as well because we did trade for any the from the trade for Andy Green. Yeah, and I possible believe, for, fourth. Third. I believe that was um four slash uh, third, depending on how we do. Hopefully, honestly, I give you the third if we make it to the damn SEF. Well, so this is the thing. This is the thing. We we had to make this move. It sucks, but we had to do. Um, the two minor league players, I'm not going to really go into them because I looked them up. Yeah. And yeah, guys, yeah. don't expect them to be here long term because <laughs> they're not. This this no. is just part of, think of it this way. Think of it as like a David Quenville type of move. Look at it that way. When you think of David Quenville, this is the type of player you get. Both of these guys are probably not going to be here long term. Just going to call it like it is. They'll probably play with us in Binghamton uh, for the rest of the year, which is fine. Um, and then we'll go from there. One thing I should mention, though, is that on both May 6th and 8th uh, are the final two games against the Islanders. Uh, neither one of them are at the Prudential Center, so the Devils fans won't get a chance to see uh, Zajac and Paul Mary uh, again this year. Um, but the Devils will play against them uh, in about a month's time. Um, it would have been nice to hold on to them for the four-game series against the Rangers, but, you know, that is what it is. We're not doing that. Um, Fitzgerald made a couple of comments about an hour ago when he spoke about this, and one that resonated with me. Um, actually, first, Molly Walker tweeted out. She said, Lula Morales says Zajac and Palmieri will be on the ice for morning skate tomorrow. Yes! Because there is no... <laughs> Because for them, there is a game tomorrow. I'm so hyped. There is no quarantine for them because 
Oh my like, god! No, Yo, I'm gonna make a poster for that. I'm so stoked. <laughs> um, one player on the Devils that apparently re- remains anonymous. I don't know why it remains anonymous, but said that they did not even know that Zajac was going to be a part of this until morning skate today. No one knew. Um, no one knew. Everybody said when he wasn't there that they knew that something was up, um, and that was wow. it. And it sucks uh, I'm because you, it's that last minute thing from lose. This, you want the first? Uh, you, we need more. That's I'm telling you. That's what happened. Right. And this is what Tom Fitzgerald said about Travis Zajac waving his no trade clause because this is, I think, for a lot of those fans, this is more of the intriguing part as to what made him decide to. And you brought up what he had said earlier. Fitzgerald said this: If Travis wanted to continue to play and not make the playoffs, that was his right to stay. But I know he's hung. He's a hungry professional. Wants a chance to win a cup. And this may be the year he does. Fitzgerald also says of approaching a player who has earned the right to have a no trade clause. That's why you go to these players and let them think about things. Let them tell you what they want to do. And then there was another quote or comment that, um, that I think he said about Kyle Palmieri. He said, I hope that that first round pick is pick number 32. So that kind of shows you, that kind of shows you the type of person that Tom Fitzgerald is. Tom Fitzgerald's been with the Devils for a long time. He was the assistant general manager to Ray Shiro before he became the general manager. So he has personal connections with these guys. He talked about how tough it was to buy out Corey Schneider. He knew how emotional that was for both of them to make that move when he did it. He knew how tough it was to trade Andy Green last year. He knew how tough it was to trade Paul Mary and Travis Ajak, a guy who's played his entire career and has done everything he's done in the National Hockey League with the New Jersey Devils. He And now those guys are gone. And literally the only person left from that era, if you want to call it that, is Damon Severson, which I mean is like he's only been playing for six years, five, six years at this point. So Basically, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new era of Devils hockey. Um, if it wasn't already welcome official, to rebuild. <laughs> that's the that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, look, Devils fans, I know you're hurt. I know you're frustrated because you wish it would have worked out. And I know you may not be. I, yes. I know you, thank you, Kim. Um, I know you want to get emotional. I'll let you, I'll let you do that. No, no it's, it's just, I'm trying to resonate with the fans. <laughs> like, Islander fans, you guys are good, right? Like, you know, it's it's fine. Listen, it's fine. this is the first time in my 21 years of life that I've ever heard the words, we might go to the Stanley Cup final, and I can't contain it. <laughs> no, I don't, bl- I don't, look, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, it's, it's a, it's a strange thing. It's a strange, it's a strange time for us as Kim continues to dance while I'm doing this. This is a very <laughs> tough time for me right now. Um, but anyway, yeah. So look, at the end of the day, Devils fans, all you can hope for is this. You hope that the first round pick becomes something. And I talked about it with my good friend, Sean Harrington from Ice NJD about an hour ago. This is, Kim, this is why I didn't answer your phone, answer your text before, because I was talking to him. Um, we may flip that pick. Who the hell knows? We honestly could flip it for something. I've said in the past, look, you got guys, and this is not going to happen, all right? So don't, don't go on Twitter and start tweeting that I said this. But Patrick Line is a UFA in the offseason. Possibly. Johnny Gaudreau may possibly be out of Calgary if Calgary decides to blow it up, which I really think they should at this point. Yeah. Um, they may be looking to ship out. You have some other guys. 
No, no Taylor Hall. We're not going down this road again. He is not coming back. We don't want him back. He won't help us. He proved it already. He's not going to help us. But there are a multitude of different ways. We could also draft somebody that could be a stud. We literally have no idea what is going to happen. And you know what's also good about this? Is that because Zajac and Palmieri are now gone, that gives us two extra spots to protect players in the expansion draft. Some young guys that we really want to keep. Guys like Quokinen, guys like Nick Merkley, you know, Sharon Govich, guys like that. So let's look at it that way. But yeah, tomorrow is going to be an awkward day for all of us because obviously those guys are not going to be there. Well, it was already kind of weird because Palmieri wasn't playing. Um, I'm not going to watch the Islanders game. I don't want to subject myself to that uh, because I don't think I could, even though I know Kim's probably going to take a picture. I'm going, I'm going to be at the game. Yo. So she's going to be at the game. So I'm, I'm expecting probably a picture or two and just, I'm going to try you know. to get like a selfie with Yeah, with I'm just going to, yeah. And um, you know, that's just, yeah. And, and that's the tough thing. And the thing that's also interesting is that from what I'm gathering from information is that, the Islanders were the only team that was willing to give up a first-round pick. And I, we talked about it before, guys. We didn't think just training Paul Mary was not going to get us a first-round pick. It might have gotten us a first-round pick last year if we did it, but not this year. So we weren't going to get that. Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, Devils fans, you're kind of 50-50 on this. Some of you are okay with it. Some of you are not. And I get it both ways. Um, but just be happy that this is over. Um, more of a relief that we can move forward. Um, I've said before, guys, expect more moves to happen. It's probably going to happen. We got to, we got to do something here. Um, and that's, that's it. But I mean, honestly, Kim, there, I don't think there is much to talk about uh, Jobster Greer, right? I don't really think. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, cause I, I screwed this up too. When we signed him, it's Mason Yopst. With Yopst excuse me. No, I'm I know just, Devils fans. I know I'm Devils you fans. Now. <laughs> I mean, we we kind of wanted to see if we could get fellows. Some people, even some Islander fans <laughs> mentioned it. No, no some yeah. Islander fans mentioned it. Not me. I didn't mention some that. Some were willing. Some were more willing. Uh, I'm not. I really do see potential out of him. I really do. Even though he hasn't played for them or he's, he's struggling. He played, to... he played Tuesday. He played yesterday. I was hearing that he was struggling to stay in the lineup. Yeah, no, he, it has been a little bit of a struggle for him to stay in the lineup. I don't know, like... um Something with him and trust, but he played it fantastic yesterday, at least in my, uh, he really was, uh, you know, going for pucks. He was very, you know, great on the forecheck, uh, trying to put those uh, pucks towards the net. I, I did like his play a lot uh, yesterday. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I think it was Barry Trotz approved yesterday. Um, but here's the thing. And I'm going to, cause uh, you know, it's Islanders and all that good stuff. But honestly, uh, I've been on your I side just got some news really quickly. Just sorry to cut you off for just a second. Um, for fun fact for everybody who wants to know, apparently the Brodeur family is once again involved with the Devils as Anthony Brodeur is playing for the Binghamton Devils right now. So there you go. And yes, he is a goalie. So that's just that. Anyway, continue, Kim. Um, I'm just going to say like, cause like, I know like, <sighs> oh, I'm dancing and all this stuff, but here's the thing. Um, I know what it's like to lose really beloved players on your team. Um, oh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry in a minute. I just saw that uh, both Palmieri and Zajac made some statements about their time with the Devils. This is going to be tough to read. Oh, dear God. Oh, so, God. Uh, so, so I'm finish gonna, what you want to say before. <laughs> I know what it's like to lose players that have been, you know, long term with your team have been John Tavares. 
I wasn't going there. That's I, a lot. I mean, that's the most obvious one. If I, I, mean, I was actually, you know, like, honestly, it's just like players that even who are not there for a long time, who make an impact, who have been there for like devil's, uh, devil's fan. But like, I would say like, for me, like, um, just losing someone like Robin Leonard, who was here for a damn season, but I know yeah. how much losing someone like that hurts. I know the pain, yeah. you know, just even John Tavares, you know what? You brought up John Tavares. Losing him sucked. And I'm going to say it right now. He lied. The worst part was that he lied. It that was, was the whole know, thing. I've talked, to, I've talked about it with a lot of people. Uh, Hot Hockey is going to be really mad at me because he's insanely big John Tavares supporter. But you know what? It was a lack of communication on his part. He just didn't communicate what he wanted properly. And that was the biggest 100%. situation out of it. Yeah. Uh, but right. you know what? It still sucked when he left. And I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I was so happy he's gone. In hindsight, yeah. I'm not missing him too much, but yeah. honestly, it sucked when it happened, and I know what that's like. But go ahead with those quotes because I'm yeah. really curious to hear them. Yeah. So obviously, uh, the Devils uh, put an article out just a few moments ago. Um, Zajac uh, had a couple words, and I think Paul Mary as well. Yep. Zajac uh, said, um, "Quote: The organization has meant everything to me. Uh, they gave me my first shot at the NHL." They just helped me grow as a hockey player and as a person. I'm going to remember some of the playoff runs we've had, the players I've played with. Obviously, this year was a big milestone with playing my 1,000 game as a New Jersey Devil. All those things have meant to me, and I'll cherish and remember them forever. And then this is where it kind of hurts because you talk about Paul Mary. He grew up playing in the Devil's youth hockey system, in case anybody would like to know that. Um, and this was his sixth year. So he's played five and a half, nearly six years in New Jersey. He said, looking back, into the last five plus years, it's hard to imagine how grateful I am and how fortunate I was able to play in front of my family and for the organization that I grew up playing in their youth hockey organization. I'm incredibly grateful for my time in New Jersey, and I made a lot of great friends. It's an awesome organization and a lot of friendships with teammates that will last a lifetime. Nico Hishir, I will say this like I told you when Hall got traded. This is now 100% your team, and you are now... We are lacking in locker room um, leadership. I just realized that because we traded Zajac. Um, Subban is not that. Um, so, and, you know, Kim, I do, I understand where you're coming from when you talked about Nico being too young to be named captain. I get that. Because I mean, it does make me concerned, especially this year because he's barely played. Thank God well, he's, he's well, finally back on the ice. I've been thinking about Nico a lot with your situation about him becoming captain. And honestly, the more I'm thinking about it, I like it a little bit better because honestly, you guys are really trying to rebuild from the bottom up. And honestly, what does, that, what does that include? Young guys. Well, who's the most like most veteran, like young guy on your team who knows devil's hockey the best? Honestly, that's going to be Nico Hinscher. And at this honestly, point, at this point it's will, Nico and like David Severson. I think he, they will lead, you know, he will lead the way for these younger guys and to devil talk, you know, how it's supposed to be done. So honestly, I could see that a little bit more now that I see the yeah. direction you guys are going in, but yeah. yeah, I still think, yeah, he's a little young. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's understandable. I mean, the, the, the kid is what, 22 at this point, 20, uh, 21. I mean, he's still very young, um, but Tom Fitzgerald said that he felt like it was the right time to do it because he feels like he'll grow into the position. So that's cool. I'm cool with that. And next year, we, we were already the youngest team in the NHL. We are now painfully young. We are pain. Like the oldest player on our team is PK Subban. Now, now you got like the New Jersey, uh, the New York Rangers 
issue going I mean, on. We're, well, I mean, I don't want to compare myself to the Rangers ever. Um, <laughs> and we got that we got that series coming up next week, and <laughs> that's going to be a freaking Listen, awesome. Play them, I think, this Sunday. Like, and I want to. Oh, I want to win so bad. I want to win all four games next week in a four game series. You better. I want to see you guys rise in the standings. Look, here is our whole thing at this point. We have nothing to lose. We are probably not making the playoffs. We are trading away all of our UFAs. Let's just put out young guys and the hell with it. We have Blackwood who can still, you know, we have, we, we have guys that just need to keep playing. We just have to, like, and I know it's hard right now. And I know we'll probably feel um, the lack of their presence tomorrow against Buffalo, which I mean, it is what it is. Um, but every team goes through this stuff. And, and guys, remember, remember when Zach Parise left after 2012 and went to Minnesota? It took that a long contract, time. That contract. Oh. Hell, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't really care. Hell, yeah, you, guys, I know. hell you guys tried to take that contract on last year. <laughs> don't, I Listen, I was not in favor of that. I was like, please no, please no. I was actually excited because I was like, damn, he really bringing back all Devils players. And I remember my dad saying, what's next? He's going to convince Kovalchuk to come on. I'm like, please don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to my soul. I don't need that. But at the end of the day, Devils fans, look, it is what it is. It's part of the business. It sucks. And this is why you should try. And I, Kim understands this completely. And I, I'm guilty of it too. It's hard to not get attached to certain people when they've been here long enough. Oh, I mean, yeah. hell, I have a Corey Schneider sweatshirt that I don't have on me at the moment. But I mean, that shows you how attached I am. And as you can see, well, you guys can't see, but Kim has, you know, a whole shrine to Robin Leonard, as we've talked about before. So we all, we all have our players that we, uh, um, have a special place in our heart. And we know that there are Zajac supporters, there are Palmieri supporters, and it sucks. It really sucks because it's just like, well, where are we going? I will leave it with this little bright spot. Neil McHale, who covers the Devils as well, he tweeted this out saying what Fitzgerald said. The Devils now with this trade have the most cap space by a lot of any team in the National Hockey League. And Tom Fitzgerald said, oh, yeah, we plan on using that cap space. So you can uh, you could take that with a grain of salt if you'd like. Um, the bottom line is this, Devils fans. Let's see what happens the rest of this year. We are approaching the deadline. I mean, the biggest move that we had to make is done. We don't have to wait for that anymore. Now we could just move forward. If we make another deal or two, we do. If we don't, we don't. And we just move forward. And we have young guys like Kevin Ball, Riley Walsh, Graham Clark, Fabian Zetterlin, um, and guys like that. And as I'm reading here from Tom, I keep saying his last name on Galiti. He said today's trade sending Travis Ajax and Kyle Palmieri to the Islanders leaves David Severson is now the longest tenured Devils player. I told you that. And that's the, oh my God, David Severson. And I'm surprised Severson hasn't been involved in trade talks because I know that there's teams that are interested, but I don't think the Devils should give him up since he's our best offensive defenseman at the moment. And I'm you're sorry. laughing. Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. This someone tweeted New York hockey, not Buffalo. Keeps getting more exciting by the day. <laughs> That's true. And, and and like it's tough because I'm in a group on Facebook where it's called Jersey Roots, where basically anybody who lives in Jersey or is was from New Jersey is in that group. And somebody talked about New Jersey Devils exist. Yeah, I'll take what does that say? I'll take what? I'll take your entire stock. 
<laughs> yeah, well, this is, Devils fans will agree with me on this. This is payback, okay? Lou Lamorello left the Devils on bad terms. Thanks, Vanderbeek, you jackass. Um, anyway, uh, and that's because of Vanderbeek, when he was the owner of the team. He did a really, he really screwed over Lou. And they wanted to move Lou for whatever reason. Don't really get it. Um, and they wanted, they they did they wanted Ray Shiro in, which I mean, it's not it's not ideal. But you saw what Lou did in Toronto. He is a big reason Toronto is is where they are right now. Look at the Islanders. He's literally doing the exact same thing. What you see the, the Islanders doing is what the Devils were doing in the nineties. This is like there was no difference between them. Their Claude Lemieux is Matt Barzell, okay? Their Ken Danico is Adam Pellick. I want to I think, yeah, Adam Pellick. Okay? I mean, if you want, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know all the Islanders that well. I'm trying to act like I know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. So, and there, okay, I'm not saying that Ilya Sorokin is going to be Martin Brodeur, but you kind of get oh, where I'm going. Uh, I wouldn't compare him to Brodeur. I mean, okay, he's a young goaltender with a lot of problems. There you go. There, there you go. We take it at that. <laughs> and he's really been dominating in fantasy for me. So thank you for that. He's on my fantasy too, and everyone, He's, everyone him, chirped him, me. Him and Wallstrom. Him I, I have him and Wallstrom. I am a happy boy. Okay, <laughs> I am a happy boy. Anyway, Not recently though, <laughs> that's why I dropped them. I know I did. I dropped them. I dropped them, and I replaced he was great them. We played you guys though. I dropped them, and I got uh, Kaki Niemi, who has actually done well for me. Yo, so I can't really. Was it two days ago? I picked up Thomas Tatar, and then he scored in that game. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> The only person that doesn't seem to get me fantasy points is Jack Hughes. Because he has no luck in this game. But look, at the end, we're going completely off topic again. But at the end of the day, I mean, honestly, Kim and I could be on here for two hours recording and it'll just be us discussing literally everything there is to is to go on. But I knew that Kim had to be the person to talk about this because I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't talk about this and try to explain, like, especially the two minor league players, like, yeah, I mean, they could be something, but my friend called me and he said, Neil, they're scrubs. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. I go, All right. That's cool. I, was, I said, that's definitely like a money thing. That's why we did it. But again, look, Devils fans, we got to embrace the tank. I hate saying that, but we got to embrace the tank. And no, we're not taking for anybody specifically because like Kim mentioned, we don't even know who's going to be really the top people in this draft. People want to talk about Luke Hughes. Do we know that Luke Hughes is going to be that dude? Do we know that? No, we don't know that. Do we know? Do we think Brent Clark is going to be amazing? No. And I don't even know half of the other guys. I, that's Actually, those are the only two people I know. That's about it because they both have devil's roots. But look, anybody who's going to a game the rest of the season, let me tell you this. Just try to enjoy it to the best of your best that you can. We've won four games at home all season. Um, just try to enjoy it. It's it. This is expected, and we got to give Tim Tom not Tim Tom Fitzgerald an opportunity to do what he can do with this you know team. He's the this, next Islander. Yes, I'm aware he, of that. He's, he's still, also a, still got yeah. his roots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's also but an ex Penguin as me, well. He, he won a let me not bring up the Islanders' home record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Islanders have a dominant home record. Even without fans, they had a dominant home record, um, which goes to tell you, which goes to show you. But 
you know what, guys? Let's just let's just try to enjoy what we can. Let's hope that the young guys continue to perform. Let's hope this team continues to compete. Because, uh, I mean, you think about it, we've lost six of the eight games we lost to the Capitals when we went 0-8 against them. We lost by one goal. So that tells you a lot. We have a – we've lost one time – well, we have not lost in regulation to the Boston Bruins all year. Yeah, same. Don't really get that. <laughs> we are okay against the Islanders. We've had our fair share of success a little bit. Rangers, <laughs> Rangers is going to – Rangers is going to be fun next week. That whole week is going to be that. That P.K. Subban game, though, was nuts. <laughs> I already forgot which game you're talking about. But... The one with the shootout. When it, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we got six running back yeah, and then we went the shootout. No, it's not talking about it. I talked about that <laughs> on your podcast. I don't want to talk about it no more. I don't want to get mad anymore. Um, look, this has been such an up and down year for us. Jekyll and Hyde, we had COVID. We had a hot streak to start the year. Our captain gets hurt and has played five games the entire season. Jack Hughes has gotten one point in the last 11 games. Kyle Palmieri has had arguably his worst season of his career, and he gets traded. Zajac somehow, by the grace of God, got traded. And let me let me explain really quickly about my feelings of Zajac, because people say, oh, you hate Zajac. I don't hate Zajac. Let me explain what pisses me off. In 2013, I'm actually mad at Lou. This is Lou's fault, actually. Whoa. In 2013, he gave Travis Ajak a seven-year contract or an eight-year contract for a guy that had one good playoff year. And he has never lived up to that potential. As you can clearly see, he is a bottom six centerman who is great on faceoffs. He's actually... Fun fact, he's one of the best face-off men statistically over the last five years, better than Sidney oh, Crosby. We need, we need that so and bad. You guys, and he's he's going to be really good for you guys on the penalty kill and also on your second-line power play. He's really good at winning face-offs in the oh, offensive we need, zone. We need power play and we need face-off men. Like, face-offs with this team. We'll be on the pow- Every time we get on a power play, we will lose the opening face-off. And then, and then it's like basically you have to reset and we basically lose 30 seconds. This I team cannot, I cannot guarantee you. I cannot guarantee you that your power play will get better with these two guys. I mean, I think it will. I think, um, it will. I think it'll take both of these guys probably two games at the max to get an idea as to how they're supposed to play. Absolutely. Andy Green will help them out because uh, he's been there for a long time. Long time now, it feels like. Um, I just to see, will they play tomorrow? That's the big question. I expect at least one of them to play tomorrow. It just depends on how they look in practice. I, it, it just it all goes for now. But look, Devils fans, we got a guy like, you know, uh, Thompson who made his NHL debut last night. Uh, he's going to be playing. A guy like Graham Clark or Riley Walsh could get um, – brought up soon we don't know but yeah that's i pretty much just wanted to talk about this trade it happened it's done uh i'm actually not going to talk about you know what let's just do it really quickly we lost five to three to buffalo last night after having a three two lead and we've won four games at home that is your recap from that game so there also fun fact dawson mercer has 18 goals in 21 games for in the QMJHL, so he's been kicking butt. Alexander Holtz today had two goals and two assists in, for Azure Garden, so that's awesome. Um, and yeah, and also uh, Binghamton is playing at the moment, don't really know what the score is. Um, but Anthony Brodeur is playing um, 
is starting or at least was starting for them. So that is kind of like your whole recap because this is going to, because pretty much the whole episode is just going to be in him talking about this trade. Uh, I, I don't know if this is correct. Um, oh, did we make another trade just now? No, um, I think it was about the, bin, uh, the senators. I can't say Bennington. Oh my God. The I senators? Like, I keep saying freaking like Bennington, like the freaking uh, St. Louis goalie. You talk about the Binghamton Devils. Yeah, Binghamton. Thank you. Yeah, that's Binghamton, not Bennington. I mean, I'll take Jordan Bennington. Oh my God, if, why uh, am I saying Binghamton? Senators? Oh, here we go. I meant the go. freaking Binghamton. Here we Devils. go. I got, I got the score on me. The I Binghamton Devils. Oh, great. We lost three to two. Three to two, and Anthony Bordeaux made 47 saves. Wow. Damn. Yeah, Which that's is a- not a surprise because, I mean, we don't really do well defensively. But, Kim, thank you. What, what? What? He took on 50 shots. You know, like, you, you're not going to see much. For, I, I'm surprised, honestly, only three goals went in on that many shots for him. Yeah, Evan Cormier, another young goaltender we have, has had two games this year where he made 50-plus saves. So that kind of tells oh you that our defense God. needs to uh, needs to pick it the hell up. You but, think New York Islanders did that, and people shit on Yarrow Halak and Thomas Grice. And I was like, well, wouldn't you, you let in 50 shots a game? You're like, there's not much you can do. <laughs> I think, by the way, for fun fact, uh, the again, the Islanders really like like former Devils. I know for a while they had Steven Gianta in their farm system. I don't oh, think he's with, Is he still playing for them? No. Oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I don't think he's playing in the league anymore. Gianta, I thought we traded Gianta. How, how dare you? How dare you trade Stevie G? Stevie G him, is a legend. I called him the cupcake because he was so small. Yeah, he's but he's great. He was great at tipping pucks for us. He was phenomenal um, back in the day, which was like eight years. Oh my god, 2012 was nearly a decade ago. Oh my god, I feel Yo, old, dude. Feel no, old why did you say that, bro? Oh my god, what? I still remember. Oh god, I still remember getting ready for high school when the Devils were in the Cup final. Oh my god, this is not the time to be. Thinking. I remember getting but- ready for high school when the Islanders were in last place. Woo! <laughs> But yeah, I mean, look, Devils fans, we ain't going to be good for a while. I mean, this year is a wash. Next year is probably a wash. I I like to be optimistic and maybe I'm hoping we just continue to take more steps to getting better. Um, and that's all we can do as fans. We have no control over what the team does with the roster. We just have to sit back relax and enjoy whatever ride we're going to be put on. Um, and I'm boring Kim with my, with my no. spiel right here. No, I, just <laughs> school, I know she's tired. I know she's tired. She got, she, you know, school and all that school and all that. Thank God I finished school. So I'm okay. Um, oh, don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went to community college. You, you, you know, so let's, you know, I go there. Still, you can still be plankton. I want to call. Right. I can still, <laughs> I can still be doing that. But all I'm going to say to kind of finish this up is that Kim, for the love of God, please take care of these guys. Like they're good people. They really are. They're good locker room guys. You know I spread the love. You um, spread the I, I'd like to, I think I heard that Corey Schneider is back with the team. Is he not? He is. He is. He is. Third goaltender, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. I really hope he doesn't play either of the games in May. I really hope he does. I, I'm but- going to be honest with you. I don't see him unless one of like Varley or Sorokin gets hurt. God forbid. Um, but I really don't see it happening, to be honest. Uh, Schneider's just that emergency. God forbid something happened. 
he's also a good locker room guy as well. So he, they got him in there for that. But yeah, they're gonna. I swear, I feel like the Islanders are gonna just do this to rub it in the rub, rub salt in the wound. They're gonna take a picture with all four of the guys together. It's gonna be Corey, Zajac, Green, and it's just gonna be like, yeah, rub it in. And Here's the thing: it's like it, when we're in that point, it's honestly we're gonna be like fighting for a position, like to see who we're gonna play. <laughs> in this in these playoffs obviously it's going to go one four two three so it's going to be you know will we be in first will we be in second um who knows maybe the Islanders choke we're in third or fourth but uh it's going to be we're going to be putting you know all all our it's a race it's a race to the finish line and what I like what you see from the Islanders this is a message that they tell their fans we are trying to win a cup and we are going to do we 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 are going to do what we need to do to go do that. And that's what they did by acquiring these guys. But yeah, really quickly, uh, statement from Lou Lamorello, uh, literally about what you said, he, Lou Lamorello said he owed it to the team to make this kind of deal after the way it responded following the Anders Lee injury. And he owed it to Zajac to give him an opportunity to win a cup. I get that. I think he won. Honestly, I know that like, that's what convinced uh, Lou to give up the first round pick, but I also think that Lou would, was more than happy to get Zajac because he knows the type of player he's getting. And that's mm-hmm. Islander fans, that's what you should expect from Lou. Lou knows what he's yeah. doing. Oh, he knows I know what that. he's doing. I love it. It's so, I'm not used to GMs actually knowing what they're doing here. It's yeah. so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that's what you get when you get Lou Lamorello. And why did we let him go? Anyway, uh, Kim, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on on very short notice, obviously, with this crazy news. Um, you know, Obviously. I was yelling at you to pick up the phone. I was like, no, no, you got <laughs> I know, a chat. I know. Everybody, yeah, everybody was texting me like, why would you not pick up the phone? And I'm like, give me a minute to process this before I say anything. All I remember, I tweeted it out on De- on the Devil State of Mind Twitter. All I said was, yo, that's all. Because what else am I supposed to say? Like, this was coming. And, like, it's funny because, again, I think it would have been more surprising if we had traded into Boston. Actually, the most surprising would have been Toronto. I would have said, huh, he actually did go to Canada. Why? And it's like, then you start asking the questions. But look, I give props to Tom Fitzgerald for getting as good of a deal as he could for, for, what it, for what it's worth. All we can hope for now is that if we use that pick to actually select somebody, let, let's hope we hit on him. If we don't, if we trade it away, we have a crap load of cap space and we have really good picks. Um, oh, by the way, Kim, I did get confirmation the Devils do also have the Islanders' second-round pick, I believe, as well. Okay. Um, so we have we are becoming the Oklahoma City Thunder of the National Hockey League, where we just love to take everybody's draft picks. But that's good because that we could use that to acquire some really good talent down the road. But again, Kim, thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate it, um, and we'll have you on again probably when the Islanders win the cup. thank you so much kim we appreciate it neil thank you so much always great talking with you man same here what's going on doubles fans it's your host neil villapiano thank you so much for checking out this edition of the devil's state of mind podcast on the hockey podcast network the best place to get the most up-to-date news about your new jersey devils If you want to check out more of the podcast, here's what you do. You go wherever you listen to podcasts. So that could be Spotify, 
that could be iTunes, that could be Google Podcasts, you know, where, wherever you listen to podcasts, you go and you search Devil's State of Mind and you will find the new episodes that we post every week on both Mondays and Thursdays. Please also go check out the Hockey Podcast Network as a whole. We have podcasts for all the teams in the NHL as well as other great hockey podcasts. So just like with Devil's State of Mind, just search Hockey Podcast Network and you can see all the podcasts that we have on this great network. You can follow the Devil's State of Mind on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's State and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Devil's State of Mind. Make sure to also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on all social media platforms. Just search at H-O-C-K-E-Y, Hockey, P-O-D, Pod, N-E-T, Net. If you want to listen to more of my voice, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Podcast, where I talk about all things going on in the wide world of sports. New episodes go out every Monday and Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, go like and subscribe to the Mofobo Network Sports Presents channel on YouTube, where just like the podcast, I talk about different topics that are going on in the world of sports as well. New videos go out every single Tuesday on YouTube. So it's spelled M-O-F-O-B-O Network Presents, and you will find it. Again, new videos out every Tuesday. You can stay up to date with all the new episodes and videos by following me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W, my personal Instagram at N-V-P-Q-B-11, and also Mofobo Network on Facebook. And last, but certainly not least, go check out both my books on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. The first is J-E-T-S, Pain, pain, pain. The agony and the ecstasy, nah, no ecstasy of being a Jets fan. This book is about all the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan. So from all the painful moves, painful games, painful player decisions, painful ownership decisions, you know, where, you know anything you could think of, it's in this book. So this is really for the Jets fan. So if you're a Jets fan, a football fan, if you know someone of those, or if you just want to support me, go check out that book. The other book that I just published recently is titled Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. This one is all about the regrets of being a Mets fan. And even through world championships in 1969 and 1986, there was so much regret between those years, between those years, as well as the years following 1986. Both of these books are available for both hardcover and ebook for the price of 1969. So if you're a Jets fan or a Mets fan, or by some chance you're both, you probably guessed why I chose that price. So again, please go check out both of those books. The first one, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 The Pain and Suffering of Being a New York Jets Fan, and also Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town. So once again, thank you guys so much for checking out this edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. My name is Neil Villapiano, and we will see you in the next episode. Everyone continue to be the amazing people that you are you know, every single day, you know, always remember to just be yourself and continue to kick absolute butt 
And one last thing, rock on. Woo!